Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome back. We have got a stacked episode for you this morning. We have got layers upon layers upon layers of things we're going to cover in today's episode. The main topic being the LJN Wrestling Superstar Action Figure line. The very first line of officially licensed World Wrestling Federation action figures. You could fly them, flip them, sling them, and fling them. And while they were a huge hit when they debuted back in 1984, you could argue that they're even more popular today in the world of action figure collecting because when you talk about 100% pure nostalgia, you're talking about the LJN wrestling line these bad boys were big they were made to last the ones i have will certainly outlast me they'll outlast my kids i'll probably have a great great grandson hanging and banging with hulk hogan in his crib someday so today we're covering that amazing topic of ljn pro wrestling superstar action figures we're also this is our go home episode we are on the eve of the ISPW 25th anniversary show, 25 years of independent superstars of pro wrestling. My friend Tommy Fierro's very own federation that he runs, 25 years and still going strong. And if that's not all, if that's everything we could cover, there's even more because the icing on this cake is this weekend. Tommy Fierro is hosting 90s Wrestling Con, the biggest collection of 90s superstars to ever gather on the East Coast since maybe a Monday Night Raw back in 1997. We're talking about the likes of Team 3D, Kevin Nash, Lex Luger, Scott Steiner, Sergeant Slaughter, and so much more. It all takes place at Rockaway Town Square Mall in Rockaway, New Jersey, this Saturday, September 13th. Now... To make it even more interesting, on this very program last week, bets were made. Stakes were claimed. Two people went head-to-head with a title on the line. That title, co-host of this very podcast, 80s Wrestling the Podcast, Tommy Fierro, backing his giants of New York City, took on longtime caller. Long-time listener, long-time friend of the show, and die-hard San Francisco 49er, Babyface Brian. If the Giants of New York did not cover the spread, Tommy said he would vacate his seat, vacate his chair at the table, and let Babyface Brian slide in and be the co-host of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, and the 49ers. They answered the call. They stepped up. They came through. The Giants did not cover the spread. So, ladies and gentlemen, for this very special episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, I introduce to you a man who you know the voice of, but you may not know. He is the perfect guest host for today's episode because this man knows everything there is to know about the LJN wrestling line. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host for the day, the one and only babyface Brian. Brian, good morning, sir. Welcome to the conversation. How are you doing, brother? Thank you so much, Jay. I'm doing great. Excited to be here and uh, 
excited for Tommy Fierro. It should be a, a perfect time for him to take a week off with the, with all that he has going right now, getting ready for ISPW 25 and getting ready for 90s Wrestling Con. That's right. He's got a very busy weekend. And I hope he calls in on the Wrestling Collector Slam line during some time during this episode so that he can fill us in on what's going on on his end of that world. But, Brian, before we jump into today's topic, I need to know, you're watching the game. 49ers, Giants. You know what's at stake. What's going through your head when you realize the Giants didn't cover the spread and that you would be filling in and leading the conversation on LJN this morning? I was pretty excited. They were. Uh, it was around 11-point spread. Uh, it's like 10-and-a-half. So when they were up by 11 towards the end, I was just wondering what was, well, was going to happen if the, if the Giants were going to kick a field goal and, and I would have to come up with my favorite 50 New York Giants of all time or if the 49ers <laughs> would hold on to that lead and I'd get to be here with you today. So I'm, I'm pretty thrilled that uh, it turned out how it did. So like I say, I bet uh, Tommy's not too disappointed with how uh, full his hands are with uh, everything coming up. When uh, when you and I got to go out in May uh, and meet up at 80s Wrestling Con and go see ISPW in action, uh, I know Tommy was about as busy a person as I've ever seen, and I'm sure he's right in that Tommy Fierro uh, pants-on-fire mode trying to prepare. Mm-hmm. So uh, it couldn't have come at a better time for Tommy, I'm sure. I would have to agree with you there. I think he's probably very busy, and he probably appreciates a morning where he can listen to the podcast while he's taking care of all the details there at the Wrestling Collector. Now, before we jump into the slam line, because I'm going to be honest with you, Brian, the calls are starting to stack up. This is a topic that wrestling fans from the golden era are really passionate about. These were the first action figures that we were able to get our hands on And since then, the action figure game has just exploded. There are so many companies putting out so many amazing figures. But back in the early to mid-80s, this is what we had. And for the listeners that might not be aware, Babyface Brian hosts his own podcast when he's not calling into ours called Legendary Wrestling Figures Podcast. Legendary, spelt a little differently. Instead of the, the G, he's got that out of there and he snuck in a J. And so the letters L-J-N are right there in the title, nice and capitalized for people to know. And so this is a passion you have, Brian. And so before I jump to the slam line, I would love to know, where did your passion for these L-J-N figures originate? What's your memories of when you were a kid and what's made you so fond of them 30 years later? So basically, you know, back in 1986, when I started watching wrestling, I got uh, my first figure was a little four-inch Bendy's uh, Roddy Piper, and pretty soon after that, started collecting the LJNs. So my brother and I, we had about 40 of them, um, and then around oh, 11 years ago, I got all of those out of my uh, parents' house and brought them to my house, and then... Uh, uh, started oh, about uh, 2015, 2016, building up the rest of the line. So I was able to complete the line of LJN figures. I've added more and more variants as time has went by. Uh, earlier this year, I started actually painting these figures. So since uh, football ended at in the end of January, I've actually painted 98 of these figures with new coats of paint. And, uh, and uh, about three and a half months ago, decided, hey, I'll do a uh, I'll do a a podcast uh, on these guys after I've painted all these or started painting them, 
And so I did about 13 episodes where I just told some old 80s fandom wrestling stories and and uh, talked about that uh, that first uh, line of nine figures from 1984. And then uh, I decided I want to have some guests. So my very first guest was Jumping Jay. So I thank you so much. Uh, you and 10 other guys have gotten on the podcast with me over the course of 52 episodes and uh, eight bonus shows. And I've had all of you go through and we've been going along and you guys have giving, given up to uh, five star ratings on those first nine figures. So it's been super fun to talk to all these different guys about their fandom in 80s wrestling and talk about these LJ and Superstars wrestling figures. So, yeah, if anybody wants to go check it out, uh, Legendary Wrestling Figures, uh, a lot of content on there. And uh, and I let the uh, Andre the Giant uh, impression that I do on the show uh, quite often, which is kind of fun too. So it's been it's been super fun, and uh, I'm so glad to be talking with you here today about LJNs, Jay. Well, I appreciate. Like I said, you're the perfect uh, substitute co-host for today's episode because there's nobody I personally know that has as much information on this line of, of action figures, and who honestly has as much love and respect for the line as well. Because we can be honest. They made, if my stats are correct, there's something like 64 figures that have unique molds, plus they did some paint variants for some other figures to make them look different. Um, but of these 64 molds, they're not all home runs. They're not all perfect. And so we're not saying this is a perfect line of action figures, but man, it's a very good line of action figures. And when you're talking about nostalgia, you want to hit those good feel buttons. This line is what does it for me. And I know it does it for you, Brian, and I know it does it for our listeners. If you're listening and you want to get in on this conversation, the call-in line here is area code 516-595-8295. We'll be taking live calls talking about LJNs. And we're going to hit the slam line right now. Uh, new, Relatively new caller to the show. He's made maybe the last two or three episodes, and I know he has a passion for this line of figures. We're going to be connecting with the one and only HVAC Matt. Matt, good morning, sir. Welcome to the LJN Conversation. Oh, good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I couldn't be better. I'm going to take a few days off, and we're going to go to a wedding over at Catalina Island. So looking forward to that. Now, I'll, nice. the only reference I know to Catalina is from uh, the movie Step Brothers, the Catalina Wine Fest. So I don't know if you're familiar with that line, but that's what popped <laughs> into my mind. It's the same place. This exact same place. Well, HVAC Matt, I know from a previous call, you are a fan of the LJN line, and so I would love for you to kick off today's show. we got Babyface Brian co-hosting. I'd love to know hey, what Brian. your earliest hey. memory of LJN is and what you love about this line. Well, you know, it just takes me, I mean, I can attach so many memories from my childhood to the figures. Um, I mean, one, the first figures I got were after my cousin's birthday party. Um, and I think it was either 85, 86, and he got them, and my birthday was like two weeks later, so guess what I want? I want the wrestlers. So I got all of those, and, you know, you got to remember, back in the day, you know, there really wasn't a ton of commercials for these guys. Um, but you know where I always used to see the new figures was on TNT, when they would be in the ring sitting on the table, you know, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Yep. Mm-hmm. 
because the, the new ones would always be there. And so you tune in hoping to see, like, the new series. You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, there's uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. There's Georgia Animal Steel. You know, the, it, was, it was a lot of anticipation for the series after the first couple series. You know, those were the ones because it seemed like for me as a kid, there was a, like a gap. You know, it was like, okay, I always see Iron Sheik. I always see Junkyard mm-hmm. Dog. I always see, you know, Jimmy Snuka. But then when those the Series 3 like came out, it was like, okay, this is cool. That and the uh, Bring Home All the Action connection uh, uh, commercial in 1987 was pretty cool when uh, Macho Man had his uh, robe that he opened up and there it was filled up with uh, his yeah. figures and, uh, and Elizabeth's holding up hers. That was a, an exciting commercial for the LJNs back then as well. Sure. And I think what a lot of people forget is the access to these. So my dad my uncle, like it was so cool they were on board, but they used to literally drive from Long Beach to San Diego – um, up north, and my dad was a liquor salesman, so he used to bring booze, and he would go to the back of Toys R Us's, and he would give guys boxes of booze so that they would put the wrestlers out there. <laughs> That's a true story. And, I mean, see, there was no internet. There was no calling ahead. I mean, they wouldn't know. I mean, but they would literally do that for, for me and my cousin. And, I mean, that's just a really special thing that, you know, that they did. Um, and that, that's a true story. Um, nice. And we took them everywhere, and, you know, we didn't care. Like you guys mentioned, the poses were kind of weird. But, you know, that never seemed to, like, hold us back. Like I never even thought to, like, complain, oh, my gosh, his arms and legs don't move. That didn't bother me. We still did body slams, still did suplexes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the ones, like I wanted to mention, it was so odd, the ones that they made and some of the ones they didn't make. For the most part, I'd say they did very well. But, like, you know, Outback Jack or, like, Ted Arcidi, for example. Like, Outback Jack was around for a very – even though he had a lot of height, he was around for a very short amount of time. Um, you know, why? Um, Billy Jack Haynes was cool, but, again, wasn't around too, too long. Um that that was kind of, you know, odd. Same with, like, Lush's Johnny V. I mean, by the time Johnny V came out, I mean, he was no longer managing Valentine and Beefcake. Um, I don't know. Um, was a little, you know, kind of odd. And, you know, it'll always go back to, you know, again, the famous why they didn't make a Gorilla Monsoon. I mean, that's the one that just really, really stands out. It is, it is interesting because they seem to make – a figure of just about everybody that was on their roster, including managers, referees, announcers. They seem to make a figure for just about anyone that appeared on their television set. And I agree, Gorilla Monsoon would have made an outstanding LJN figure. And maybe it was because it was their first line of figures that they decided, let's just produce as many of the guys as we can. Where today, I feel like maybe they pick and choose a little bit more, and it's only the guys that are truly super over that you see on, on the toy store shelves. Where, yeah, the LGN line seemed to produce whoever you saw on television, you were going to get an action figure of. Which, looking back, I greatly appreciate now because it is, it's that nostalgia. You can pick up your figures or look at posters from that time period, and you go, man, they really covered all the bases with the exception of Gorilla Monsoon. Other than Gorilla Monsoon, uh, Matt and Brian, I would love to know, is there any other glaring omission to this LJN line, in your opinion? Maybe maybe they could have made a Virgil. 
Um, I think Virgil could have gone mm. well with, with Ted DiBiase. Um, I mean, they made all the – that was so cool. They made all the other managers. You know, there was no uh, no Virgil. Yeah, that's a, an I, interesting thing. Brian? I, I would have loved – yeah, I would have loved to have had uh, the natural Butch Reed. Uh, Dino mm-hmm. Bravo would have been cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have had uh, Danny Davis as uh, – as a wrestler, kind of like if I could have hit those, uh, all those WrestleMania three guys that were, that were there, uh, for me, that was like my prime fandom. So, uh, those are a few of of the ones I would have liked to have seen. And I would have loved to have seen, uh, guys like even Moondog Spot and Moondog Rex. Um, they they had so much talent. So, yeah. Yeah. No question. No question. Um, I yep. think the one that's missing for me, and I think it was just a matter of they, they stopped making the line. I think it was in the plans. Maybe you guys know. But we got the Demolition Axe, but we never got the official Demolition Smash release. And I'm assuming it was coming, yeah. it was in the works, and they just stopped the line. But, you know, we got, we got the Heart Foundation, we got the Killer Bees. I don't know why they didn't release Smash and Axe at the same time. Yeah, there was, uh, there was six that they had uh, uh, advertised on the last cards, just the pictures of the guys, not actual prototypes or anything but among them were uh, smash from demolition and barbarian from the powers mm. of pain and yep. uh mm. luke luke and butch the bushwhackers and bad news yeah. brown and brother love so that was supposedly the uh the last six that it would would have been in the line and then there's other guys that there are actual uh at least killer con had a prototype out there that they ended, didn't end up uh making sure. so so yeah, right. but end, endless possibilities for sure. That's right. Yeah, and I mean a couple of my my favorites were I I really got excited about Jesse Ventura. Uh, Terry Funk was cool because he had the two mm-hmm. accessories. Um, thought Freddie Blassie was pretty cool, um, but I think and Macho Man. Everybody likes Macho Man, but but Ventura and Funk were, were two of my personal favorites. Yeah, good call on Terry Funk, the only one in the line that had uh, two uh, accessories, which was really cool, the hat and the branding iron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Do you still have all the accessories for all your figures? No, I do not. Um, you know, I can honestly say um, I played the hell out of these things. I mean, they got worked. And, you know, through the years, you know, things just happen. Uh, I got my Hulk Hogan with the belt. But nice. that's you know, that's it. I mean, and and I, I I don't regret it because I mean they got maxed out. I mean they went everywhere. I mean I don't know how my dad. I mean we carried them around in a milk crate, you know, to vacation. <laughs> that's, totally. yeah, that's how we did it. I mean they were yeah. huge. So you know we my dad had a big van and you know we'd go to vacations. We'd sit in that you know back of the van and just have matches. I mean that, so that milk crate could have doubled as a cage. Before we got the cage, guess yeah. what we did? My, my my grandpa had cut the top of it open, and you just yep. reach in there and play. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yep. If you had so. to if you had to pick uh, one favorite, is it Terry Funk or Jesse, or who's your favorite out of all of them? Um, either of those two, and I also like mm-hmm. Junkyard Dog, just because JYD was just people don't realize how over JYD was. They just don't right. get it. You know, unless you were around, it, because I love the junkyard dog figure too. He was just well, I loved him as a wrestler though. Um, so I would say those were those were my favorite um, uh, figures for sure: Ventura, Funk, and then JYD. 
Yeah, JYD could slam literally any of the other figures. So mm-hmm. great, great for playability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, no right. question about it. No question. Very good. About well, it. Matt, thank you so much for calling in and starting off the conversation. And join the mother effing Catalina Wine Fest, my man, or whatever you're doing oh, there. Oh, yeah, I will. And just real <laughs> quick, a shout out to a total of Tom. And I'm just going to let him know in my best uh, Macho Matt impersonation that he's definitely in the danger zone with me. So look at that. Okay, Macho I'm Matt, sure. total with Tom, you're in the danger zone, my friend. So, okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> we appreciate Matt. I'm all sure right, he's guys. listening. I'm sure we'll hear from him later, but you have one heck of a day, my friend. All right, you guys too. Good having you, uh, Brian. Hey, good to talk to you, man. Take care. Bye, guys. Well, between uh, Macho Matt, your Andre impression, and Tommy's Tommy Sheik impression, we could do a whole episode where people just imitate uh, their favorite wrestlers. That'd be uh, quite entertaining. Yeah, we'd have. To, it, it sounds like a, a possibility. We'll have to see. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to have my hand on the sensor, and I don't know if anyone would get a word in edgewise over Tommy the Sheik, but uh, it might be worth <laughs> trying for a segment. Uh, up next on the Slamline, a guy who I know is big into collecting. I've seen some of his action figures when I was at 80s Wrestling Con, but I don't know how much of the LJN line he has. We're going to find out. Brian, it's time to take a trip to the firehouse and talk to Firefighter Brian. Brian, good morning, sir. Welcome to the LJN Conversation. You are live with Babyface Brian. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning, Brian. Good to hear your voice. What's going on? Right back at you, my friend. It's the first time we've actually talked since 80s Wrestling Con. And uh, that's right, Jay. You saw my wagon full of figures. And, uh, well, well, first of all, let me just say quick, you know, listen, Brian, good good going, uh, you know, Thursday, uh, last Thursday night. You know, it was, uh, you know, you, you got a hell, you got a hell of a team. That's for damn sure. And uh, you know, who would think that you know your quarterback was a Mister Irrelevant? And uh, I just want to say, you know, this is a big weekend for Tommy. Tommy really could have used this hour to, you know, push his, you know, his show tomorrow night and his convention on Saturday. Uh, it would have. I don't think anybody, even the baby face, if I know you. You would have uh, wouldn't have had a problem if he said, you know what, let me make good on my bet next week and devote this week's show to that. But he made good on his bet. Here you are, co-hosting this week with the LJN uh, episode. So a real show of class by uh, you know uh, by Tommy. And uh, let me just say quick about, about Babyface. You know, uh, Babyface is not only you know I met him at A's Wrestling Con. I met him a couple of days prior. He's not only a great wrestling fan, very knowledgeable, very passionate. Okay, Babyface, I've said this before, you won that Jeopardy because they had to stop it early. Okay? They didn't stop it early. Who knows what would have happened, okay? But but, he's uh, not only a very knowledgeable, very passionate fan, but uh, you know what? When he meets wrestlers, he's not worried about the autographs and the pictures. He's happy just Take it, uh, just shaking their hand and saying thank you, and that's mm-hmm. all you can ask for in a wrestling fan. I mean, would that be fair to say, Brian? Am I am I wrong? 
Oh, I got several pictures, which was awesome. And I was actually even able to give some uh, of my painted figures that I'd done away to some of the kids of wrestlers and some of the wrestlers themselves. So it was uh, uh, an experience of a lifetime. And, uh, and yeah, anybody that's in the New Jersey area, if you've got an opportunity to go to 90s Wrestling Con, Tommy Fierro does it right. That 80s Wrestling Con in May was just such an Sounds like baby face cut out there for a minute. Firefighter, are you still on? Oh, sorry yeah. about that. Here I am. Oh, Here yeah. I, am. I was, I was oh, just wow. going to say that 80s Wrestling Con was just so amazing that if anybody uh, uh, is in the New Jersey area, go to 90swrestling.com, uh, 90swrestlingcon.com, and buy your ticket early and save 10 bucks on admission. Uh, you won't regret missing Sergeant Slaughter is just the coolest guy. And they've got all these other uh, Team 3D with Francine. Bully Ray, you know, is part of Team 3D. You've got Ron Simmons. you got the Nasty Boys. So uh, I want to ask uh, Firefighter Brian, are you going to be there for 90s Wrestling Con? And which match at uh, ISPW 25 are you most looking forward to? Before we go to uh, our LJN uh, main subject, tell me those two things. Okay, well, first of all, unfortunately, no, I will not be at 90s this go-around. I just got too much going on this weekend. And, um, you know, I I tend to say, you know, uh, a lot of the people appearing I've already met before have their figures signed. Um, I would have liked to have gone. It's just uh, just been busy lately. Um, But I agree with you, uh, Brian, about Sarge, um, I have uh, from the from that uh, that day, I have two pictures framed in my living room. The one is of my wife and I with Bret Hart, and the other is of Sergeant Slaughter hugging my wife. And uh, it's important to note that, and you guys both uh, met her. She's not into wrestling at all. She came because she wanted to see. She said to me, if you play Wrestling Jeopardy, I'm going to go and see this. And she did. So, uh, you know, I always knew I married a winner, but it doesn't get much uh, better than that. So uh, I have two great uh, pictures in my living room from that day. And as far as uh, ISPW 25, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be able to go there either. Um, I live on Long Island. And it's just, it's very difficult to get to Jersey on a Friday afternoon. Mm. You know, I'd have to leave at like 9 a.m. to get there, you know, to make sure I get there on time. So it's just, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm not at shows like I would like. Um, I do watch them on the YouTube channel and all that. So I do support ISPW and, uh, and Tommy stuff any way I can. What's uh what's the bulk of your LJN collection currently? Is it mostly mint on card or are they mostly loose? How many do you do you think you have in full? I have well I have about two totes worth. You know those black totes with the yellow lids that they sell at you know uh, Costco or whatever. I mm-hmm. got two of them full of them. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, of course you know I had them. And I played with them, and I, like uh, HVAC said, I demolished them. You know, then we got the Hasbros. And then as we got older, my mother, like most mothers, you know, got rid of them. I mean, they were all destroyed anyway. They weren't worth a piece of shit. Um, Then uh, I started collecting the Jacks, and then they got to be a very expensive uh, hobby. And I was really uh, 
running out of put them. So I was basically getting them for the sake of just having them. I would get them and then put them in a box. Um, so I quit for a while. And then, uh, you know, my mother passed away July of 21. And I don't know if one had anything to do with the other. But after her passing, I just had the itch to get back into it. So most of the figures that I have are figures that I've collected over the last two years. And I've gone back to, you know, LJN, Hasbro, uh, WCW, ECW, you know, the Legends of Professional Wrestling line. I mean, uh, I've collected a lot. I don't know how many I have, but I got like 30 to 35 something totes in my attic, all full of wrestling figures. And um, so I got about, yeah, all over the last two years. You know, I mean, the jacks that I collected before I stopped, I still have those. So uh, I've got together a pretty good collection. I just need a place to display all of these. But, do you remember? Uh, just, do you remember who the first one you got as a kid was, and also uh, who your favorite is? Oh God, I wish I could remember the first one I got, and I wish I could remember getting those. Um, but I did have like the first three, four series. Um, you, you know who was probably my favorite? Um, well, I loved the managers. I loved Mr. Fuji. I loved Jimmy Hart. Um, I loved uh, I loved the Corporal Kirshner uh, figure. Um, I thought that was uh, if they said this is a GI Joe figure, you know, in rubber, large rubber, I, I probably would have bought it because I would have believed it. It was very believable, but it was a uh, that was a good figure. Um, and I, you know, years later, you, I mean, back in the day, we weren't collecting variants. We didn't even know there were variants. And um, so now I look for those. You know, I got both. I have both Jimmy's, L, Jimmy Hart's LJNs. There's one with the hearts on the megaphone and one without it. Um, I have them both signed by Jimmy Hart. I have Outback Jack's figure signed. Um, you know, I got the Kamala. I got the Vince McMahon. The Adrian Adonis is a good one. Um, I have the Ted RCD Hercules. So uh, a lot of the later ones. Um, just uh, two interesting tidbits before I go. Number one, the Ultimate Warrior one is actually a very uh, hot commodity. The loose, if you have it in mint condition, just the loose sells for $500. Um, and uh, the other, and I, I always found it peculiar that, you know, Warlord and Axcott figures yet smashed on Barbarian didn't. But you explained that, Brian. There was another series coming out with, uh, you know, Smash, Barbarian, Bad News, Brother Love, Butch Reed, Bushwhackers. But um, they never made a, uh, a Rougeau Brothers figure. And, another, um, yeah. One guy I would have loved to have seen a figure of, and I think the uh, the heels line by uh, Sailor Toys. I forget who's making. They're finally making a figure of him, and he would have been perfect to talk about last week with the voices of wrestling, and one voice from the '80s and even the '90s. He's the greatest authority figure of all time, Jack Tunney. Mm, that would have been cool. Yeah. He would have been a good figure. You know what? 
And I'll just say quick about Jack Tunney. I know when you think of voices, you think of commentators, ring announcers, whatever. Jack Tunney, I saw a meme that was so brilliant. It was a picture of Tunney, and the meme said, when this guy was coming on, you knew some serious shit was about to go down. And he wasn't a character. He was always in a suit. He had no charisma, and that's exactly what you wanted, a president and an authority figure. And uh, I thought he – I miss days, the days of him, okay? I mean, you could, Adam Pierce is beyond god-awful. I mean, it, I, 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 I miss those days. So, uh, you know, well, what, do you, what do you guys think? He would have been fun for the figure federation contract signings would have been perfect. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think it was very smart of Vince McMahon to have kind of this figurehead president character to deliver uh, the authoritative news. I guess he was the authority before we had, you know, the McMahon family uh, take over that heel faction. But yeah, I, I love Jack Tunney. Like you said, when you saw him, you knew something, some important announcement was going to be made, and he had a huge part in uh, the Hogan Warrior matchup at WrestleMania Six, signing those contracts, and then declaring afterwards there would be no rematch. And so, yeah, he's definitely a part of, you know, the memory bank when you talk about this era of wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. I was just going to plug, uh, if you go to the Wrestling Collector in New Jersey or you go to the Wrestling Collector uh, uh, website, uh, Tommy has a lot of LJNs, both loose and carded. So if somebody's on the hunt for one in particular, give uh, give Tommy a call or stop by the store. Uh, he may be able to help you out. And especially if you're looking for some for your kids to play with, he's got uh, bins full of loose figures and he even does a uh, a program on, uh, on uh, that you can have mystery ones sent to your house if you're interested. So uh, Tommy Fiero, uh, check in with him if you're on the hunt for some LJNs. He's got a lot to offer as well. Yeah, that's a very good point, Babyface. And Firefighter, before we let you go and move on to the next call, I'd love to know, with the amount of figures that you have in your collection, where do you find the most luck in finding reasonably priced LJNs? Are you an eBay guy? Are you a collector store guy? Where do you find your figures? But, but let, let me just say, say quick, Jay. I mean, you know what? Brian might have met, uh, won the bet, but did Tommy get a better consolation prize or what? Uh, a free plug. Here's Brian <laughs> giving him free plugs. I mean, he is free plugging the shit out of Tommy and the collector and ISPW. I mean, oh, my God. You talk about uh, – I'm, I'm big on sportsmanship, very big on sportsmanship. Um yeah, the only thing worse than a sore loser is an obnoxious winner. And, uh, oh, my God, you had anything but in Brian. I mean, talk about sportsmanship. My God. Um, okay. Um, I do – I have got figures off Tommy. Um, I do go to eBay a lot because it's really the only place where you can really find a lot of those. Um, you know, the later, the later they came in the line – the harder they are to find, obviously. Yes. Yep. So, um, but they're, uh, you know, there's a place uh, in Flushing that I go to. There's a place out in uh, Suffolk County on Long Island that I look at. They they have them sometimes, but the majority of my LJNs and my Hasbros, for that matter, have been on uh, ha- have been bought off eBay. 
Yeah. World worldwide marketplace. Yep. So you got people selling from all over the place. Uh, Firefighter Brian, we appreciate you calling in and contributing to today's show. And uh, yes. yeah, we'll, we'll see what next week brings, but I'm sure we'll hear from you in the, next Thursday as well. Yes. yes, great talking to you guys. Have a good rest of the, the week, and uh, I will hopefully talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. Take Thank care, you Brian. so much, Brian. All right, the hey. conversation is going to keep rolling. I got a feeling at some point we're going to hear from the one and only Tommy Spiro himself, but we're going to keep the LJN conversation rolling until we see that all-too-familiar number pop up. Right now, there's an unknown, a new number to the show, Brian. Maybe they're here for LJNs. Maybe they're here for you. Or maybe my bookkeeping is just lacking, and, and we've heard from them before. But it appears to be a 617 area code where if I know my area codes, which we've well established on this show, I do not. It looks like the Boston area. Caller, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? And welcome to the show. Yeah, you got that right. Titletown, USA, a.k.a. Boston, Massachusetts. This is Magnificent Matt. Jay and the absentee Tommy, great show. Love your show. Listen every week. I'm going to get to the LJM part, but I got one bone to pick first, and that's with Babyface Brian. You know, every week I listen to this show. Great show. Love it. Every time Babyface gets on the air, I got to run to the bathroom and throw up. It makes me want to puke. He's talking about his San Francisco 69ers. He's talking about his three-hour treks to chop down Christmas trees. He's reading his poems about Lanny Poffo. It makes me sick. And then I learned he's going to be a co-host. Well, I had to finally call in. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Big Baby Brian gets the co-host gig. Great. I got to run to the bathroom. I got to puke. But I'll tell you what, LJN, that's my wheelhouse. So, you know, Babyface, you got a lot of knowledge. I give you credit. But, you know, can we, you know, let's have a little less Christmas trees. Let's have a little less poems about Lanny, the 69ers out of San Francisco. You know, let's, let's get to the topic at hand. All that. So I, 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 I mute it. What, what's self-described as Magnificent Matt here for a second, Brian. I don't know what it is about our podcast, but we seem to attract heel callers. Oh, I'm fine with it. I mean, it, it means that he was actually listening if you heard all those stories. So the story you know, of going a, to the bathroom doesn't actually hold – it doesn't hold water if he's got all my uh, greatest hits readily available on hand. So That's a very I good point. That's I, like I appreciate the a, fandom. Yeah, it's like you hate a wrestler, but yet you're buying all his merch. He seems to be really digging what you're putting out there. And so I'll let you make the call, babyface, Brian. Do you want to let Magnificent Matt back on the line? Let's talk some LJNs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, totally. I'll I'll be honest. For a minute there, I thought maybe it was just Toto with Tom doing like an an impersonation of somebody else. Because he came on hot just like Toto does. And so it took me a minute to decipher if, you know, Toto, I wouldn't put it past Toto with Tom to get a Boston area coach just so he could call in. I'd love to hear if Matt had uh, any of those six final uh, uh, toys from the Grand Toys of Canada releases and, and maybe what his all-time favorite was or any other LJN memories he has. So, yeah, let's, well, let's we'll, get him back on. We'll bring him back in line. I'm going to go on on limb, and I'm going to say that he was a big fan of the heels. I'm going to say he had all the heel figures. Matt, you're back on the air with Babyface. We just had to take a little sidebar. Let's talk some LJNs, brother. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And and all all good all good luck for, for babyface Brian. You know, I, I kinda gave him the heads up and said I was gonna call in and, and give him a little juice. Uh, this is a, he deserves this is it, work? frankly. So it you know I put, I, you I'm not a natural heel. Oh, I did, I did. Remember, I said I had one guy on Twitter that contacted me. I didn't realize this was him. <laughs> this is him. Yeah, I love so, it. So, man. so, babyface. So, so, babyface. When you launched your podcast, um, I, you know, I gave you, I gave you a couple of good ideas. It was, it was. I thought it was a genius idea because, from my perspective, or for me, the LJN action figures are the number one toy for me forever, all time. Like, it love doesn't it. get any better, right? It's. If I could only pick one toy, it's the LJN. And when I hit the lottery someday, the first thing I'm spending money, before I pay off my mortgage, I'm buying every LJN carded. That's, that's the first purchase. I'm going down nice. to Tommy's store. I'm hitting eBay. And I'm going to have all, I don't know the number, Babyface, you know the number. I'm going to get them all carded. And that's, that's uh, the penultimate for me, right? So you're like that meme that we see where if I win the lottery, I wouldn't tell anybody, but there'd be signs. Hundred percent. That's the meme. Like, put put the put the picture of LJN's carded on that meme. That's me. Hundred percent. So it. so you know, I, I did I did give Babyface a little heads up. I didn't I didn't think it'd be right to come in guns a blazing uh, without his without his uh, blessing. So so I shot him a little Twitter note. I said, look, it's awesome that you're you're co-hosting. I love your podcast. I love LJN's. Let's 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 give it a little juice here. So. Um, you know, so that's that's what I came up with. I'm, I'm a, I don't know that I'm a natural heel, but I did I did my best job. You know, pull, hey, you, from, you, you know, you fooled me. You fooled me. <laughs> I had to take a pause. I had to like make sure that my co-host was doing okay, and then it was a work, and I didn't know. So you got one over on me. I was all in. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty so, I'm pretty thick pretty thick skinned with Toto Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no. So I'll, I'll I'll keep the rest of it short because I've taken up a lot of your time already. But um, so. You know, as I said, the LJNs are my number one toy of all time. Um, you know, I, I'll talk a little bit more about what I, you know, I, I, my memories obviously are all great, but it's a lot of the memories are things I didn't have back in the day, right? The steel cage accessory somehow eluded me, always wanted that. Um, some of the figures I didn't have, you know, I, I didn't have a Mr. Fuji, I think, or a Honky Tonk Man. Some of those eluded me, but the best memories are when me and my buddy, who we'd come together with all of our figures, and we'd build, a, you know, between the two of us, we'd have actually all of them. Figure feds, very popular. Didn't call them that back in the day. Uh, but we'd lay them all out, be pay-per-views, and we'd go through the matches. And um, I think it was Firefighter earlier who said, you know, I'd love to see a Jack Tunney figure. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree, because part of the figure fed that we did was, you know, having, having to have rulings being made, you know, and it would just be one of our voices. Okay, Jack Tunney has decided the belt will stay with Hogan. Uh, you know, and it'd be great. Would have been great to have a figure uh, to to actually make that announcement. But, um, you know, great topic, great show. Listen every week. Listen to Babyface's podcast. Um, the, you know, the one thing I had that I don't know that a lot of people had, and I'll, I'll end on this is Babyface. You probably remember there was a, a plastic carrying case for for the LJN, and it was. Yellow. Covered yep. with the cartoon, the cartoon version, the cartoon yeah, drawings of all the figures, and and I had that, and I never, I don't think I ever ran into anybody else who had that, and that was one thing that you know um, would distinguish 
me from all all my buddies was like, well, bring your LGNs, and I'd, I'd come sauntering in with the carrying case with a big grin on my face, you know. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. The 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 it, it, I lied. I got one last point I want to make is you know there's a lot of things in life that I feel like you can you can tarnish the memory of if you you've got a favorite movie from the 80s you rewatch it now it it, it sometimes isn't the same and it, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of tarnishes that memory. One thing that'll never tarnish is walking the aisles of Toys R Us, KB Toys, and I you know as a as a little wee magnificent Maddie. Uh, you know, I was just overwhelmed, and and you know, the, the the rows and rows of figures, and sifting through them, and toy stores, you know, save for for Tommy Shop, don't exist anymore. So, I can never tarnish that memory for for, for the rest of my life. Have the memory of trying to find the next figure I didn't I didn't have at the time, and I can still see the the picture in my head of the rows of LJNs and. That that will be there forever, and that that you know my number one toy of all time. So awesome, you and me too, you and me both, brother. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much for the time. Uh, Jay, sorry if I caught you off guard there. Hey, uh, I, it was, just, it was thoroughly you know, entertaining. I enjoyed it. Babyface deserves a little juice. He's, a great, he's done a great job, and uh, have a great rest of your day, everybody. Hey, you too, take care, man. man. Thank, thank you, so you. Much, buddy, and hope we hear from you again in the future. We got two more calls waiting on the slam line here, and I got a feeling they're both going to kind of change the uh, the topic of conversation here and steer it towards the gigantic weekend that's taking place on the East Coast. So we're going to answer first to Total with Tom. Tom, good morning. Welcome to the show. All right. We finally, finally had an intelligent caller, magnificent Matt from Massachusetts. But did you did you hear what I said? I thought maybe it was you just disguising your voice yeah. a little bit. New area code. Finally, someone who was intelligent to put Babyface Brian in this place because I've been saying since day one what a fraud Babyface Brian is. The only thing I have to say is Matt. <laughs> I think I heard the rest of your call and you, you disappointed me a little bit. If you're coming in hot, you got to stay hot. Now. As far as you jumping, Jim, what were you thinking when you left that open-ended question for Fireman Brian? You, you knew that that was going to turn into another 10 minutes. I mean, you ask him a question, and he starts talking about something else. I guess that one's on me, total with Tom. Hey, Tom, are you looking forward to this weekend as much as we're looking forward to the results of this weekend? You got ISPW 25 plus 90s Wrestling Con coming your way. I'm assuming you've cleared your schedule and you will be attending both events. I am definitely all in. I've been talking about this for weeks. I've been talking about it on this podcast. I've been talking about it on another podcast, quite frankly. I'm sick and tired of promoting it. Here's what I want everyone to do. Stop sitting on your ass. Get on to 90swrestlingcon.com. Buy your tickets. Go to ispwwrestling.com. Buy your tickets. We're tired of talking about it. We now need everyone to go to this. Go see ISPW 25 Friday night at the ISPW Arena in Totowa, New Jersey. Start time is 7 o'clock. Go to 90s Wrestling Con at the Rockaway Mall in Rockaway, New Jersey on Saturday. Spin at 10 a.m. for a VIP ticket. And then if you don't want to do the VIP ticket, doors open at 11 a.m. All right, Total, I'll give, me, 
Total your asses. Give me the ISPW 25th anniversary match you're most looking forward to seeing, and give me the 90s Wrestling Con superstar that you're most excited to see. Well, apparently I am on duty uh, for 90s Wrestling Con to provide some uh, eateries for Bully Ray from my uh, interactions with him this week on Busted Open. And as far as ISPW 25 goes, the match I really am looking forward to is the main event. But I am, you know, after last week, you know, I have mixed emotions about the whole thing. But I'm going to throw you guys a curveball right now. I do want to talk about one thing with LJN. You mentioned earlier, or one of the callers mentioned, that there was no Gorilla Monsoon. I have a theory as to why. Yes, sir. If you go ahead and you make a Gorilla Monsoon LJN figure, if you go and make an announcer that is probably bigger than 90% of the wrestlers, what does that say about your props? You cannot have a ring announcer bigger than your stars. You cannot have, uh, you know, anybody doing commentary bigger than your stars. So if you can imagine Gorilla Monsoon in a three-piece suit, that doesn't look well when he's put up against Andre the Giant. Yeah, you mean you mean physically bigger, not maybe more over, but you're talking about sheer size of the figure it would take to make a Gorilla Monsoon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You have to look at it. So you're looking at your, your announcer, and then you put in, like, uh, Rowdy Piper. Obviously, Monsoon is going to be physically bigger than Piper. How does that look? doesn't look yep. right. Yep. One funny thing is Gorilla was actually upset at the LJN guys. He always wanted his own figure. So there's guys who made LJNs that said Gorilla would complain or always ask about if he was getting one. But uh, great stuff for sure. And then uh, real quick, I want to say um, shout out to Offa Jr. and his GoFundMe. He was scheduled to appear at ISPW 25. He won't, uh, he won't be able to attend because of health issues. So go check out his uh, GoFundMe and help him out. And uh, Tommy, any idea, any or Tom, do you have any ideas about who Bull James' new opponent might be? Well, if the next caller is who I think it is, I I know who it's going to be. Say that if we we all know who it is. Awesome. All right, but thank you guys, and uh, we'll report next week on how everything went. Sounds good, Toto. We're looking forward to it. Yes, waiting in the wings is the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. He's the guy, the brains behind everything. 90s Wrestling Con, ISP, W25, and this very podcast, ladies and gentlemen, from your New York Giants, none other than Tommy Fierro. Tommy, good morning, brother. How are you doing? I was doing fine until you just said from your new... York Giants, because I'm over here sitting on hold as a caller on my own podcast because of the New York Giants. So, uh, and it figures of, of, of all weeks to do it, it had to be the day before the biggest weekend ever here in New Jersey for ISPW. But it was a blessing in disguise, guys, because I got to be honest with you, the last 45 minutes, I was, I was able to get a lot of stuff accomplished. It, it's chaotic here at uh, the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey now. Uh, like I said, tomorrow is our big 25th anniversary show at the Totowa PAL in Totowa, New Jersey. Tons of stars, uh, Jumpin' Jay and Babyface Brian are going to be coming out for it. And by the way, Brian, uh, congratulations on your team last week. And 
Uh, you've done a great job hosting the podcast uh, today with Jason. I appreciate you uh, filling in for me because I would have probably had needed to have today off anyway. So thank you. I'm trying to I'm trying to cover up for the Giants losing there, you know. So uh, well, you, yeah, I knew you were going to be busy. <laughs> yeah, man. So tomorrow, uh, Sergeant Slaughter is going to be at ISW25. Tatanka is going to be at ISW25. Marty Janetti is going to be there along with Tony Atlas and Ernest the Cat Miller. A lot of guys that are coming in for 90s Wrestling Con found out that it was our anniversary show the night before, so they want to come and be a part of it since they're going to be in the area anyway. So you might even see some more surprises pop up tomorrow night. Now, I'm going to read you the complete lineup for tomorrow night's show. And by the way, anyone that's in the New Jersey area and wants to get tickets for this, head over now to ISPWWrestling.com. Again, it's tomorrow night, September 29th, in Totowa, New Jersey. Bell time is 7.30. Doors open at 6.30. The main event will be for the ISPW heavyweight title. Richard Holiday with Dave LaGreca in this corner puts the title on the line against the superstar, Danny Morrison, former ISPW champion. This match is real interesting, guys, because I'm sure you've read the news. Richard Holiday uh, just came back from the Performance Center and had a WWE tryout last week. So he's red hot off of that. And Danny Morrison last week has announced that he is putting his career on the line tomorrow night. So if Danny can't capture the ISW title, he must retire tomorrow night. So a big stipulation in that match. Really looking forward to it. First time these guys are ever wrestling each other. It's a unique dynamic, two totally different uh, decades that, that they're involved in. So it, it should be really interesting. And to answer your question, basically, friend, about Bull James, uh, who was, like you said, scheduled to wrestle off of the uh, – Alpha Jr. Now, uh, anyone out there, uh, Alpha is actually still in the hospital. He's, he's having some heart problems. We posted his GoFundMe on ISPW Wrestling's Facebook page. So anyone out there that would like to help him out, just head over to ISPW Wrestling's Facebook page. You'll see the GoFundMe link there. We posted yesterday. Uh, so Bull James called out anyone, uh, any one of the old school ISPW guys that are going to be there tomorrow. We're going to have a bunch of old-school original ISW guy, and J.R. Ryder, who was an ISPW original, uh, has accepted the challenge. Now, Jay, if, you, if you go to our Instagram and our Facebook and, and, and see the promo he cut on Bull James uh, to accept the match two days ago we posted it, this dude is 6'3", 260, and, 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 and Jack. And, uh, and he, he, he punked out Bull James in this promo now. That says a lot because they know I'm punking out Bull James. And so anyone go out there, go to our, our YouTube, I mean, I'm sorry, our uh, Instagram or Facebook page. You can check out that interview. So that's going to be the match for tomorrow night. Also, for the ISPW Tri-State title, I'm really looking forward to this one. The Shining Star, Ray Kalitri, will take on Crowbar for the first time ever. Uh, the most anticipated match of the night, we did a poll yesterday on ISPW's Facebook page, and uh, this one by many, it will be, and, and, and I know you guys will both love this, so this is old school, a tuxedo match when Maven goes one-on-one with ISPW ring announcer Rich Reed for the ISW women's title. This is Vicky puts the title on the line against Gabby Ortiz. Lance Anahawahi from the famous Anahawahi family, fresh back from Japan. He just came back a couple days ago. 
He was in Japan for the last three months. He's going one-on-one with Justin Carino. In a grudge match, GKM takes on Sean Donovan. Six-man tag team action, the Now and TJ Epics team up against All Purpose. Leo Sparrow goes one-on-one with Joey Ace. ISPW Hall of Fame induction ceremony with H.C. Loke. And the winner's circle with Andy Weinberg, the son of Nikolai Volkov, who returns to ISPW tomorrow night as well. Tickets, again, are available now, ISPWWrestling.com. And then Saturday is the big one, 90s Wrestling Con at the Rockaway Town Square Mall in Rockaway, New Jersey, headlined by WWE Hall of Famer Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Also being uh, be at 90s WrestleCon will be Lex Luger, Scott Steiner, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Team 3D, Tatanka, the Nasty Boys, and many, many more. Again, head over to 90swrestlingcon.com now. Tickets will be available online until tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern time. So anyone that wants to save on admission because tickets will be an extra $10 from admission uh, the day of, head over to 90swrestlingcon.com now. Buy your tickets and save money. So, yeah, man, that's about it. So we got it, it, it was my great idea to uh, book our 25th anniversary show the night before 90s Wrestling Con, and now I'm literally, as always, brother, running around with a chicken with its head cut off, but you know what, WJ? You know I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Listen, hey, man, hey, we, Tommy, were, we were thinking about we got, you, we're uh, praying for you, it's going to be a great weekend. You also have a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a cosplay contest, so if you're just walking around, there should be a lot of guys dressed up in uh, in great WWF uh, 80s and 90s old school costumes, I'm guessing, and you got, you know, and you got yeah. Ron Simmons you know, there you know as well, so, right? You know what's going to be so, you know what's going to be so funny about that is that this is going to be in a public mall, so can you nice. imagine like Hulk Hogan and Sting and all these guys, the, the fake Dusty Rhodes, all these guys dressed up just walking around the mall. So, I mean, that, that alone is going to uh, cause a lot of heads to turn. So, I'm excited for it, man. It's something totally different, something that hasn't been done before. And that's what I'm most excited about, that it hasn't been done before, a full-fledged convention in a public mall. Super pumped for it, super psyched for it. And, uh, again, anyone that lives in the New Jersey area, it's a really special weekend. It all kicks off tomorrow night at ISPW 25. Now, uh, Friday night to Saturday's convention is only about a 20-minute time period between both locations. So anyone that's coming out of town, uh, total is only about 20 minutes from where the convention is going to be. So it's nice and close, and it should be a super fun weekend, man. I'm I'm super excited for it. I have some surprises in store. Also, for ISPW 25, never know what I have up my sleeve, Jeff and Jay and David Face Brian. Awesome. All the success in the world to you, Tommy. I'm sure it'll be uh, such a tr- such a treat for anybody in attendance. If it's anything uh, close to 80s wrestling con, people are going to get their money's worth for sure. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys uh, working the uh, working the lines today, the slam line, as Jumpin' Jay likes to say. And I'm holding it. I'm holding the fort down here in New Jersey. It's going to be a real rough, busy next 48 hours, but. Uh, when the going gets tough, you gotta you gotta you gotta step up, right, Jumping Jay? 
That's right, man. And both Brian and I were talking about how we would give just about anything to be in New Jersey this weekend to be attending both these big events. And so is it safe to say that we can dedicate this hour next week to talking about the fallout from ISPW 25 and their wrap-up from 90s Wrestling Con? Can we do a show where you fill us in on what took place? Absolutely. And then we can also get a couple of the uh, ISW guys on as well to do uh, a, a, a recap of it as well. So, yeah, next week we'll do an ISPW 25 90s Wrestling Con recap show. Looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, man, I got I to gotta head out of here right now. I, I'm running around like crazy. Uh, Dr. J, thank you as always. Babyface Brian, uh, thank you for stepping in for me, even though uh, the, the, the Giants didn't step up. You did today. So thank you. And, uh, I'll let you listen. I, I'll let you do the closing, uh, Babyface Brian, because this is your show today, not mine. So if you know my ending, you can do it with, with uh, Jump and Jay. Awesome. Well, uh, I just want to uh, quickly say that uh, it, it was because of LJN Figures and the Action Figure episode back in October of 2021 that I decided to actually call into the show. And uh, Jumping Jay and Tommy Fierro have been so gracious and kind to let me uh, uh, on the lines and talk wrestling, 80s wrestling ever since. And it's just been uh, such a, a treat and a joy for me to be able to talk to you guys both and uh, inspired me to, uh, like I say, start my own po- con- you know, podcast and inspired me to just keep calling back and, and enjoying my time spent with you guys on the air and out in New Jersey last May at 80s Wrestling Con. So thank you both so much. Uh, 80s Wrestling, the podcast, I'll, I'll turn it back over to Jumping Jay. And again, thanks to both of you so much. That's very kind of you, Brian. Yeah, it's been a fun episode, Tom. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen uh, or if you've been too busy, but it is worth going back. A lot of people are giving you flowers for not only the weekend coming up, but how much of a of a stand-up guy you are for, for holding your end of the bet and stepping aside today. But like Brian said, we knew you were going to be slammed today anyway. And so like you said, it's probably better that you can focus at the business at hand. Yes, sir, man. And again, I, I can't appreciate uh, everyone's kind words enough. I'm definitely going to – I didn't get a chance to listen to the show. I've been running around, but I, I promise you that I, I will go back and listen to it later tonight. And uh, everyone out there, I hope everyone has a great weekend. If you're in New Jersey – uh, definitely stop by tomorrow, I should be 25, Saturday, 90s WrestleCon. It says, Babyface Brian, drop the ball on the ending. Until next week, we'll catch you right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.